Welcome back, Bucket Busters. I'm your host, Tim Johnson, and this is the Busted Bucket Podcast. Locally grown here in Portland, Oregon, the city of roses, city of bridges, Stumptown PDX. This is a show dedicated to Rip City and everyone who loves Portland basketball. Joining me on this episode is my co-host, Blazer Ben. Blazer Ben, how you living, brother? Bingo, bingo, bongo, sports fans, you know, living high off that finals game. You know, did you catch that? I did catch that. Holy yeah, moly. Cool, man. That was that was a great game, first of all. Fantastic game. What a showing by Giannis. What a showing by Middleton. I mean, it was unbelievable. Hey, man. Don't give away too much right now. Well, I mean, we'll yeah, we'll get into, we'll, it, we'll get into it. So, obviously, we're going to be covering the uh, game six of the finals. We're going to be uh, covering Team USA. And Damian Lillard's cryptic presser he had recently, and finishing the show off with props. But first, a word from our sponsor. Get a little more out of watching NBA games with Daily Fantasy. Every Giannis dunk, Middleton three, or Bobby Portis block means so much more when you're playing with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. That's code TBPN to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or, in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. So, Benjamin. Did everybody get that number? Did everybody get that? If you got that gambling problem, yeah, hey, 1-800-GAMBLER. Obviously, we don't have to worry about that here in Oregon. I mean, gambling issues exist, yes. <laughs> but, you know, if, if you're used to using DraftKings already, just disregard. Uh, you know, I think we got to talk to our... Uh, our TBPN guys <laughs> get us get us a, a new ad read here, but uh, anyway, hey, let's let's dive into the finals, man, because that was a crazy game. It was close. I mean, after maybe the first quarter, it was close the whole way through. Um, you know, spoiler alert: the Milwaukee Bucks pulled it off. They 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 beat the Suns. 4-2 in the series, whooped them up 105 to 98 tonight. Benjamin, give me some takeaways from this game, man. What did you see? Milwaukee came out strong, man. It, you know, end of the first quarter was 29 to 16, but you know, in this series, that's really nothing to to write home about, you know, because the Suns came back uh, in one of the games, and I think the Bucks came back in another one with with a start that was like this. You know, because then the Bucks only had 13 points in the second quarter. So, you know, it, it was an up and down game, you know, but I feel like the Bucks pretty much had control the entire game. Um, you know, Giannis was just another another level, I want to say, for this game. You know, he was it's just amazing to see him come back from injury. Too. He was unreal. I mean, top like three performances I've ever seen in my entire life. Just uh, I mean, not to cut you off, Ben, but. This man ended up with a 50-piece tonight. Couple that with 14 rebounds and five blocks. Unreal. This guy, if there was anybody who deserved this this championship, it's going to be Giannis. And, you know, to to top that off, Chris Middleton, man, 
he made some big shots. You know, he only ended up with 17 points, but my goodness was he hitting some big shots to keep them kind of in control of this game the whole time. Yeah, he was making it when it counts. You know, I texted you during the game. I was like, you don't see CJ making shots like this in crunch time, you know. I mean, CJ maybe one or two shots throughout the season, but I feel like he probably would have laid a goose egg, unfortunately, you know, if he was in the finals format like Chris Middleton was, and he just showed up big. You know, it just shows also that Giannis eight years with the Bucks, Middleton eight years with the Bucks. You know, it shows the people that stay dedicated with the team, you know, with the right amount, with the right players around you for a support team, you can take it all the way to the top. Oh, yeah. You know, so that's a, that's a good thing to see. Hopefully Dame sees that, you know, and, and, and thinks something of that and feels that, you know, if he gets the right chips around him, that he can win a chip. So can know. we just figure out how to get Bobby Portis on this team? Can we get like a, <laughs> like a poor Bobby, Bobby, <laughs> can we get like a Bobby. poor man Rasheed Wallace, like 2.0? That would be amazing. I I just I love the emotion he plays with, man. That that did you see that, that foul? Yes, I was just gonna it, say it that it wasn't a foul, and they did the high kicks yeah, down man. to the end, and he got a technical. Yeah, buddy. And if they would have lost by one point, if Chris Paul would have made that free throw, first off, if they would have lost by one point of a Bobby Portis's technical foul, oof. Yeah, would have never lived that. Yeah, down. definitely not. But you know what? You gotta you gotta support the enthusiasm, man. I mean, the guy was in it. The guy was in it to win it tonight, and you know he ended up with 16 points. He he was doing the dirty work, man. And you know one thing I noticed is, do you think there's a better center you could have put with Giannis this year than Brook Lopez? I feel like Brook was always there to clean it up for Giannis. I mean him and Bobby Portis alike, man. It was it was amazing to see the. Um, uh, the level of teamwork and, and, and just watching them crash the boards every time, man. Like, Phoenix didn't have a chance. Yeah, Brooke Lopez has, has evolved into a, a, a well-rounded player. You know, he's got that three-point shot now. Uh, he's big on those offensive rebounds, picking up off the glass and putting them back for points, too. You know, he was doing that back when he was with New Jersey when his stock started rising. You know, so it's good to see him, you know, finally get to that level, too, and win a championship. But, yeah, I would like to say he's a good, you know, sidekick to Giannis, if you want to put it in that sense. Oh, for sure. I mean, besides besides Middleton being, you know, the Robin to 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 Giannis, I mean, you got Brooke there coming in as, you know, whoever you want to call it, Nightwing. I don't know. I'm not I'm not up. I'm not up <laughs> on mean, the you got also- comics here. The defensive stopper, man, Drew Holiday, man, he put a lockdown on Booker and CP3. He did, but you know what? In the first half, he kind of came out a little flat, and I think defensively, he looked he looked okay. Offensively, he was a little flat, and I think it's lucky for the Bucks that Chris Paul and Devin Booker did the same thing. I mean, Devin Booker ended up with 19 points. I mean, you can't... Yeah. You can't you can't have Chris Paul as well, your you leading scorer when you have Devin Booker on the team in Game Six of the Finals. When you got to think DeAndre Ayton too, foul trouble. So was he playing as aggressive as he really wanted to play? Yeah, Probably you know not. he didn't. He did not impress me. He did not impress me this game. He did not look very good. Uh, he was he yeah. was routinely getting beat to his position. He was he was getting beat for boards. He was missing easy shots. Opting to take the the fadeaway hook or fadeaway jumper instead of you know using his size to dominate down low i think can i just can i just give a little rant though real hey, quick? hey hit us with it get on I that think, soapbox 
I think players that initiate contact as an offensive player while leaning into a defensive player that is standing still or throwing in the arm into the defensive player needs to be an offensive foul or let the game play on. I am sick and tired. Like they slow, they showed the slow motion replays of Booker going in. He's throwing his off arm up into the defensive player. You know, like that's an offensive foul. Sure. Call that on both ends. Or when they shoot the ball and they're leaning in towards the player, that's not a basketball motion. And I, I want to say that I think that that's something they're going to look at this off season. To, is that a natural basketball motion that they're doing? And that they're going to adjust that hopefully for the next year. But I feel like that just takes away. That's part of the game, man. You know, that's part of the game is, is the contact that, that it goes on through natural play. You know, if it's unnatural play, sure, that's a foul, obviously. But, you know, I'm sick and tired of seeing those offensive arms being pushed into players and, and people getting away with that and not getting a call or getting a call. It's just not consistent. And I just... This game, I saw it big time. You know, I don't feel like this game was called fairly on both ends. Uh, you know, Booker was not getting a lot of those calls for the drives that he would go into the hoop. The same drives that Giannis would go into the hoop on the other end. Is it because Giannis is a Giannis is a bigger player and it's more noticeable when he gets fouled? But I feel like Booker's a lighter player. He's going to be more noticeable when he gets a foul too. But you know, I don't know if I made any sense on that. But <laughs> look, I, it I just think, frustrates me. I think the takeaway for me would be that you know i i think we can all hope that we can look for more parity in the in the officiating more uh i, I you know i don't want to say fairness i just i think we we can hope to see more consistency but you know that's just kind of the nature of it man like officiating is never going to be fair it's never going to be equal i think even if you're getting the the bad calls or not getting any calls that's that's called adversity right like you got to play through it you play through adversity if you're good enough you can overcome it but i i will say that there needs to be more consistency what are you showing me here benjamin oh yeah i just wanted to did you see that uh, scott foster has been assigned to game six of the nba finals and chris paul is 0 and 12 in playoff games that scott foster has officiated so let's make that oh and 13 <laughs> uh you know maybe it's a coincidence uh I, look i i'm never gonna blame the outcome of a game on officiating but i will say to your point that i would very much like to see players uh continuing with a natural basketball motion versus playing for the foul or trying I mean drawing contact is that's there's there's drawing contact and then there's going out of your way to try and make contact and so exactly. you know I I like when they do the leg kick on the threes or something like yes, that I, or even the even Chris Paul's leg kick on those twos I mean come on man I I agree with you there man I there's no you have you have no argument from me uh I I I do hope that we can see a little more consistency next season and maybe uh Maybe the NBA can can crack down on on this ridiculous playing for the foul basketball, uh, just like they did with flopping years ago. You know, maybe maybe something will happen. But back to the game. Off of your old man soapbox rant. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. Right, I didn't call the fouls in the game. <laughs> you know, uh, 
you got to give credit to the Suns, though. You know, it's they they made it to the finals. They they played well throughout the playoffs. Um, they just, you know, they came out flat. They maybe they weren't ready for the for the big lights, but you also have to give credit to Milwaukee, man. They they proved me wrong. I I sat here telling you and our listeners that Phoenix has the better team. They're going to win the the championship. Turns out I was 100% wrong, which it's not the first, nor will it be the last time. But Milwaukee showed that they definitely have the better team. They had the better pieces. They had the experience. And they pulled it out. You know, so so credit goes to them. But moving on. Can we get... Can we give a shout out real quick before we move shout on? Shout them out to the former Portland Trailblazers. Oh yeah, winning a championship. I was gonna say that. You Thank want, you. You go for no, it. No, no, who is hey, it? Former Blazer legend Pat Connaughton is now yes. an NBA champion before yes, Damian Lillard. Can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Pat Connaughton. Way to go, buddy. Yeah, good for him, man. Congratulations. Good for him. Yeah, and now all the Antetokounmpo uh, brothers have championships, too. Is it all of them? Uh, yeah, because uh, it's Acostas, one with LA yep. last year. Yep. And uh, Thanasis and Giannis won this year with Milwaukee. That's awesome. So, you know. That's awesome. Three, three rings for three brothers. It's all in the family, man. That's awesome. But, hey, right, we're going to we're gonna on. move on to Team USA now. So, recently... Uh, and I'll be honest with you, I haven't checked today if there was a game. I think they're actually traveling today. But Team USA recently beat Spain, 76 to 83. And our boy Dame was the leading scorer for Team USA with 19 points, six assists, and four steals. We had KD coming in with 14 points, and Keldon Johnson with 15 points. Benjamin, did you were you able to catch this game? Uh, negative. Yeah, I same. was not able to catch the team USA. Game. Same here. But you know what? As far as I can remember, Spain is favored to get a medal, right? And they've got some players that we all know, actually. Uh, yeah, Sergio Rodriguez, Rudy Fernandez, yeah. uh, Victor Claver. Uh, I think there's a couple Ricky other ones. Ricky Rubio, yes. Mark Gasol, Pau Gasol. There you go, the Gasol brothers. Yes. So, did you say Sergio? I did say Sergio. Who was the first name I said? Thank Sergio? you for paying yeah. attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I was reading the uh, roster as well. Uh, you know, it's, but but team Team USA uh, took them to task. They beat them um, again. It's a game that has no significance uh on anything other than the fact that the team gets to play together uh one more time before they head to tokyo and uh i'm gonna say their first olympic game is scheduled to be against france now my question to you ben is what do you think uh i guess as americans we can uh expect from this game and who do you think is going to be the, that superstar for France? Is it is it Gobert, Batum, Fournier? Well, I think as as Team USA fans, we can uh, we can hope and pray for a bronze medal. Um, you know, but, <laughs> you, you uh, think so? No, huh? <laughs> way to way to shoot for the top I there, know, man. man. <laughs> it, it's it's tough to think, you know, because we we've lost some some pieces already. You know, before the Olympics already started. Yes, we have. 
you know, Kevin Love felt like he was not up to par at the level that he wanted to be performing at and withdrew. Was that, that you know, was that a calf, calf injury or something? Or hammy? Something like that. Yeah, he just felt like he wasn't back to 100% to be able to contribute to his team, you know. You know what, though? be effective. You know what, though? Is, is that really... Is Kevin Love really the difference maker for Team USA? Well, I was get, I was getting into the other players, but no, Kevin okay. Love is not the difference <laughs> okay. player because you know I'm just gonna say he was replaced by Javale McGee. So you know if you're getting replaced by Javale McGee, that's not saying much. Yeah, and actually I think Javale was picked over Christian Wood, which was actually kind of surprising to me. Because I feel like... Yeah, I, Wood was balling yeah, out. Yeah, I feel like Wood was was uh, balling this year before his injury. And then, you know, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I wasn't really paying attention after his injury. Um, but I, it surprised me that you would throw in an aging JaVale McGee um, instead of Christian Wood. But, you know, I will say JaVale McGee is that shot blocker that I feel was missing from this team. Uh, but, you know... Go, go on. Yeah. I mean, we also lost Bradley Beal due to COVID. So he was positive for COVID, so he can't go. Uh, and uh, Zach Levine now, uh, just recently, I think as of yesterday, has been placed under the health and safety protocols and will not travel with the team to Tokyo. I saw it. Did you see his you tweet? Know, so I did so not. I did he not tweeted out. He's like, something like, Tokyo, here we go. Or let's go USA, Tokyo bound or whatever. And he replied to it. After he got placed in uh, the the health and safety pro- protocols, he said, "Just kidding." <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least he has got a sense of humor with him, man. You know. Yeah, but- that's that's got to be tough, though. I mean, heading heading to the Olympics, I'd be bummed out. I'd be super bummed out. This- well, yeah, he just played that Spain game too, so you know, hopefully, no other players on the team contracted. Yep. Yep. I mean, do we know? Do we know if he actually contracted COVID or if? I I don't know. Okay. I don't know. It, I mean, it's probably a good sign that he did. Yeah. But, you know, well, because that's what they said about Bradley Beal initially. Yeah. Well, we are a wealth of knowledge tonight, aren't we? Oh yeah. Thanks, internet. <laughs> the World Wide Webs are helping me out tonight. <laughs> yeah. So you know, uh, I before we head into. A couple uh, pieces of Blazer news. Uh, I do want to say that the game against France, I believe, is scheduled for Friday this week. Uh, I don't know what time, but uh, make sure you try and uh, catch our boys. Uh, well, our boy Dame balling out against France. I fully anticipate a win. Now, uh, I do too. I-, I feel like we need to get a win to start. You know, on the right foot, even though we are playing, like you said, I never answered your question. Oh yeah, you know, who, who to expect on France? You know, for Scopaire, Batum, Fournier, whoever. I don't care because we're it doesn't <laughs> matter because we're gonna, gonna lose, right? That yeah, we're gonna come out, we're gonna win. You know, even the young Keldon Johnson from the Spurs, he's gonna come out, he's gonna ball out too. You know, he's gonna take this uh his time in the spotlight and he's gonna ball out. So you know, we'll, we'll get that win. I love it, France. Who? I love it. Yes. All right. So let's get into some Blazer news here. So according to The Athletics, Jason Quick, former WNBA guard and University of Maine men's basketball assistant coach, Adnisha Curry is heading to the Portland Trailblazers. She is going to join Chauncey Billups' staff as an assistant coach. 
Not only is she joining, Roy Rogers was also named as an assistant. He's a former... Not the drink. Right. Well, hey, we can hope that maybe uh, after every win, we can uh, we can all get a free Roy Rogers somewhere. Or, or, the, or the country star. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I don't listen to country very often, <laughs> but yes. Uh, Me neither. <laughs> uh, and he is uh, a former Clippers assistant. Um, I, I, honestly, I don't know enough about these two uh, individuals to, to really to really add much value here. I, do you know much, Ben? Do you have something to say? Well, Anisha Curry, you know, she is a guard coach. So, you know, whether that moves Damian Lillard's needle or not, <laughs> uh, she, she, she will be a coach for the guards. And Roy Rogers was an assistant uh, with Billups on the Clippers. So, you know, it's kind of like Billups knows and sees something in Rogers. Uh, but he is a big man. So he's going to be one of the big man coaches uh, for, for, for the power forwards and centers would be my guess. Uh, but, you know, it, it's good to see our, our coaching staff coming to uh, fruition here on the Portland Trailblazers. But I also just want to shout out Nate Tibbetts, uh, one of the former Stotts assistants signed with uh, the Orlando Magic. So, you know, he is not on the unemployment line because Nate was, I think, one of the lead assistants here with the Blazers. So it's good to see him, you know, land on his feet and keep running. So Absolutely. That's good to see. But, you know. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who rounds out the rest of our coaching staff, and uh, we'll be ready for the season. Yeah, man. Um, I'm actually getting pretty excited about the coaching staff, uh, just seeing how it's all shaping together. I think I think the individuals that are on the roster are going to help our team uh, hopefully reach the next level. Uh, next bit of, of Blazer news is a bit interesting. We kind of all expected it. Um Norman Powell, he declined. He is declining his player option. Uh, I think it was what eleven million uh, for one year. Eleven point six. Eleven point six million for one year, and he's going to test the free agency market now. According to Chris Haynes, the Blazers are—he's on the top of their list. He's—he's he's their their number one priority going into this free agency. Um, obviously, it makes sense. If you're gonna move some pieces, I think. What do, what do you have to say about this, Ben? What do you think uh, is gonna is gonna come of this? Well, I think I, I feel like if you resign him, he's probably gonna get up into the 20 mil mark. You know, 18, 20 mil. Uh, I'm not quite sure how long the contract will be, but you know, Portland's known for you know signing egg contracts like Myers Leonard. Uh, so, but this, this is obviously a player with way more, uh, upside and, uh, I mean, background. I think, I think Norman can probably comfortably command 18 to 20 million. Um, yeah. The question is, are there, are there other suitors out there for him besides the Blazers? That's, I mean, that's the real question. Um, if, if he's having a tough go at it, I mean, it kind of makes sense for him to come back to Portland. Portland is a proven playoff team. Um, but I think as the Blazers organization, does it make sense to bring back another undersized guard to play the three? He's six, three. Yeah. I mean, you got to think if we do sign him, is that just more indication that CJ is going to move? CJ is going to get traded. I mean, I, I hate to keep beating a dead horse, but <laughs> we love CJ here. I love CJ. I think he's a great person. I think he's a great 
basketball player. But it it doesn't make sense to have that many undersized guards on the roster and not make a move. Not to not ship CJ somewhere. Unless unless they're thinking a sign and trade with Norman. That's the only other thing that makes sense. So, Blazer fans, I guess we're just going to have to wait. Nothing's going to happen until next week anyway. But, you know, I guess we can... Is that when the free we, agency yes. starts? But I think we can just continue hoping for the best. Cross our fingers. Speaking of hoping for the best, there was a tweet that went out recently by Henry Abbott. Uh, to paraphrase... He said Damian Lillard is gonna re- is gonna request a trade soon, um, and he didn't he quote like that day. He said like that day or something. Um, he said in the days to come. Ah. Um, but he also said if this is if this is a surprise, you haven't been paying attention. Now, the thing is, Damian hasn't said anything, and to to top that off. Uh, Frank Asola tweeted on July 16th, just before uh, Damian had a press conference, and he said, The Portland Trailblazers' new head coach, Chauncey Billups, and GM Neil O'Shea are expected to meet with Damian Lillard today in Las Vegas, according to a source. Now, here we go with that source thing I said again, the whole source. Yeah, like, like I what source? I could put tweets out and say a source <laughs> told me. Right, exactly. I mean, my mom could be a source. She doesn't she doesn't yeah, even right? pay attention to basketball. <laughs> I'd like to say she listens to the show, but I know she doesn't. <laughs> but come on, North Carolina doesn't listen. Yeah. Oh, I you know what? We do have some people in North Carolina. I will say that. But getting back to to the topic at hand, you know, Dame Dame had his press conference and he he said a lot of things in that press conference. One of the things he said was that and again, I'm going to I'm going to paraphrase. Uh, he said he had a lot of people reaching out to him. And then he said it's not true. I'll start off and say it's not true. I said the last time I spoke to you guys that a lot of things are being said and it hasn't come from we from me. Number 1, it's not true. But then he goes on to say, secondly, I'll also say that I haven't made any firm decision on what my future will be. Now, let's take a minute and dissect that a little bit because on on one hand, he says he never said that, kind of giving us a false sense of security that he's not even thinking about going anywhere, right? But then he says... I haven't made any firm decision on what my future will be. Now, what does that tell you, Ben? Uh, he's not. I mean, I, I would love to say that he's 100% dedicated, but he's not right there. You know, I'd probably say maybe he's a 75% right now, would you say? You know what it tells me, Ben? You know. You know what it says to me? To me. Enlighten me. To me, it says that Dame is frustrated beyond belief. That he keeps doing the same thing over and over working his butt off and the team's not getting any better correct it also says to me that he's putting some pressure on neil o'shea i think this whole thing conspiracy theory alert here 
I think this all comes out because Dame's trying to put a fire underneath Neil O'Shea to say, you either do something to fix this roster or I'm going to have to start looking elsewhere because, look, Dame said it before. He wants to be a trailblazer for life. He wants to win a championship here. But you can only do the same thing for so long before you get fed up, right? Well, absolutely. I mean, real quick, you know, when he says uh, on on regards to the roster changes in Portland, this is what he says. He says, quote, I would say this year it's more urgent. That's the way I would put it, unquote. I think I think Dame's so. looking for a roster move, and I think it it upset him when Neil O'Shea said he wasn't going to make any roster moves. Mm-hmm. So I think this is Dame's way of telling him, hey, you better do something because I'm not going to keep doing this anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, would you see, like, if the start of the season, nothing changes with it, everything stays the same, Lillard's still on the team, and then say we lose five, six games in a row, do you think he's going to just sit? No. Dame's not the type of person to just sit. He's going to go out there. He's going to well, ball out. He's going to do what he does. But I, He's not the type of person that gets up mixed up into this type of conversation, too. Well, to be fair, he didn't insert himself in all this. The, the, the but media. Like, did he not insert himself, or does he have someone in his camp? Well, I know, mean, that, that remains to be seen. Rolling rumors to Henry Abbott and Frank Isola and all them and Chris I Ains. mean, we don't know. You know, we don't know, right? And and we so we, it might not be directly from the horse's mouth, absolutely not. But you know, it's from someone from Lillard's camp, most likely. You know, whether he's telling them to say it or not, it's just him indirectly intervening himself in. I mean, it. I think we don't know, and we may never know. But I yeah. think just maybe he's just capitalizing on the the rumors uh, circling throughout the media. Who knows? But I think that. Neil O'Shea knows now that Dame is serious and he he's looking at O'Shea to do something. I feel like it shouldn't have to get to this level though. Well, man. of course not, but O'Shea is our GM. That's all I'm saying about that. <laughs> you know, I it's it's I his mean, it world. Be to We're the just point living where in your it. star player. Yeah, it shouldn't be where your star player is is in the headlines for this type of this type of nonsense. No, especially man. when he is arguably the greatest trailblazer to ever don the jersey. He is beloved by the city. Don't give me that championship garbage. Ah, Clyde the Glide, oh, man. Oh, come on. He, he led us to the finals. That guy that guy was legit back in his time. He was. Him and Jordan, He man. was. Him and Jordan. Okay, statistically, One and two. statistically speaking, Damian Lillard is going to be the best trailblazer to wear the uniform as long as he stays here he will be the greatest now i mean the only 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 fault on drexler's he had to leave us to go win a championship with houston yeah but that wasn't that wasn't that through a trade though i'm pretty sure we traded him to do right by him oh was it oh yeah it was it was mid-season of the 94 95 season you're right so going back to what i was saying you can't have your star player who's beloved by the city, by the community, who has done more than I can remember to improve the community than any other Blazer since since I've been alive. You can't have that 
type of athlete star on your team in this situation. You just can't. And so if Neil Olshay sits on his hands and doesn't do anything, I think that it's a very real possibility that Damian leaves. But if Olshay does something to improve the roster, and honestly, man, I think the only thing that Portland has to offer is CJ. Or, I mean, maybe a sign and trade with Norm. Yeah, I mean... You gotta also remember that Damian Lillard won the Twyman Stokes Teammate of the Year award, which I believe is voted on by players too. So you know, that's something to hang your hat on too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just I'm so, I'm just backing you up. Oh, just ab- absolutely, the, man. You know, I mean, some da- little unknown accolades that people don't really know because they don't read about them. Yeah. I mean, Dame Dame is phenomenal on and off the court and you know you as an organization you can't you can't let someone like that get into a situation like this it's it's unheard of so you know another thing though another thing that dame said and and i think again it's it's something to light the fire under olshay uh he was asked about potential trade destinations and he says i haven't made a firm decision i'm not looking in the direction of a team we're not at that point now, to me, all all of that kind of talk is telling me that he's starting to look. He's starting to think. Maybe he he may not be starting to look, but he's starting to think about it. It has crossed his mind at least once during this off season. So it's it's concerning. I think the situation that we are in as Blazer fans. We're in a concern, a concerning situation, and I hope and pray and cross my fingers that Neil O'Shea does the right things to keep Dame on this team and keep him happy, and hopefully we can improve on what was kind of a letdown last season, or this past season. Now, yeah, I mean... Have you seen the rumor trades? Though? I mean, they're still they're still floating around, man. Have you seen some of those? Yeah, but you know, here's the thing, man. Like, nothing has actually been reported. Like, nobody has actually been like linked to the Blazers, right? Did you see the one with the Warriors? You think Curry and Lillard could coexist on the same team? Uh, you know, possibly. I think I think Dame is. I mean, they got they got us getting James Wiseman, Andrew Wiggins. Uh, and a couple uh, draft picks, first rounders. Uh, you know, the thing is that trade makes sense if Dame's on the team. Wiggins, another undersized guard. Is he undersized? Pretty sure, isn't he? Uh, I don't think he's he's undersized, but uh, I think what I'm what I was was focusing on is is James Wiseman. You you are correct, six seven. Don't doubt me, Ben. Don't doubt me, Blazer Ben. Although he, oh my God, he's making twenty nine million this year. What? Yeah, that you know, I don't know what the what the contracts looked like before he came uh, to Golden State, but I I feel like he got that money in Minnesota. Oh yeah, because they said they tried to sign him, I think, as a franchise player, which obviously didn't pan out. (laughs) He's was trade bait. Yeah, you know. Going back to, to Dame, though, the good thing is 
Dame is speaking his mind. He's having he's having meetings with Neil and Jody. He says he's being open and honest, so you know, hopefully we can see something come out of this, something positive, something good, something we can all get behind, something Dame can get behind because you know, I have to agree with him, man. I mean, the the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And that's what that's yeah. where we've been the last 9 years. So I mean, he said he he closes, you know, pretty much he goes uh, on whether he expects to be in Portland uniform next season. Quote, he says, "Yeah, I expect it." Absolutely. I mean, I I don't Do think, think that's... I don't think Dame's I don't think Dame's going anywhere this year. I think yeah. I think it depends on what happens during this offseason, how they do this next this next year. And at that point, if it's more of the same, I can I mean I like 90 90 10 he's leaving. Yeah. I mean, we only have 8 players under contract with Norman Powell opting out right now. So we have lots of roster spots, you know, but we have zero money. I think we have about 21 mil under cap space. Uh, before we get into that luxury tax, but every luxury tax, but everyone says that we're going to be getting in that luxury tax. So I feel like if we need to, we need to spend it. We need to make it happen. We need to make those big moves. Whether we bring in some vets to that, you know, compliment Lillard, something like that. We just got to make some moves to to complete this roster to make it a, a Milwaukee Bucks esque roster. Roster, you know. Absolutely. I and it. I go back to. Um, something that that Aaron Rodgers said from the Green Bay Packers you know he um who Aaron Rodgers from the Green Bay Packers one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time uh basically to paraphrase he said that he was frustrated that the organization didn't just take a year and go all in and I think that's kind of what Dame is waiting for is for the organization to go all in and that includes going into the luxury tax you know sometimes you gotta pay to play man and and i think that's the situation we're in yeah i couldn't agree more but you know jody allen's pockets are deep so you know there's only so many donations you can give to philanthropists you know when you you got your teams just floundering in the breeze <laughs> i mean flounder floundering, floundering in the breeze huh? wait what <laughs> Oh, there's another Blazer Ben saying, gotta love it, gotta love it. Gotta love it. Hey, real quick, while we're talking about trades, one more speculation. All right, let's hear it. Did you read Let's Let's hear it before we move on. CJ trade. Did you hear the CJ trade? No, no, no. Tell me. A proposed trade with the Lakers. This is just speculation, mind you. CJ and Rocco for Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell and two future first round draft picks, which would probably be late picks for that matter. Would you do that? Would you do that? No, because Kyle Kuzma, I would feel is just as valuable as my waste management garbage can outside that I take out every Wednesday <laughs> night. Uh, I, th- I think Kuz is a little more valuable than that, but the problem is he's he's so inconsistent. Uh, I do like Montrez Harrell. So is KCP. Yep. I do like Montrez Harrell, but I don't think that moves the needle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think that does it. And There you have it, folks. It does not move 
the glorious, the notorious Tim Johnson's needle. Oh, yeah. You said it. You went there. You know what? It, it really doesn't. Uh, and and I, these rumors are ridiculous. I, You know, again, nothing's even going to happen until next week. Nobody's actually been uh, um, rumored or, or linked to the Trailblazers yet. So, guys, I'm just, I'm going to say it. Just chill. We got to chill. Except for our next segment, which is giving props. Now, if you haven't heard before, if you ha- is this, if this is your first time listening, giving props is all about giving applause or kudos to a person, place, or, or event. And Blazer Ben, I've got two for you today. First, Hit me. first one being, the Portland Trailblazers Center, Yusuf Nurkic, is looking to make a difference to combat the COVID-19 cases in his home country of Bosnia. Now, he was looking to buy unused vaccines in the U.S. and take them to Bosnia. Problem is, U.S. laws do not allow that. But Blazer Ben, I want to know, do you give him props for the idea of taking unused vaccines to help his hometown? Absolutely, man. You got to help out your your hometown people. And he was looking to purchase these vaccines from the U.S. to take to Bosnia. And unfortunately, that is just not going to work just due to laws. But, you know, apparently here in the U.S., we have an abundant amount of the COVID vaccines um, that are not being used. So he wanted wanted to take it to the underprivileged uh, cities in his hometown. You know, they're all suffering. Um, But, you know... He just Nurkic just quoted saying, "I just feel like humanity has kind of failed because all the countries around should at least get some of these vaccines, right?" And he's talking about the unused ones that you know people aren't wanting to get here in the United States, so they're just sitting there on shelves. Mm-hmm. Uh, when there are people in Bosnia that are unable to get it because they don't even have the option to. Yeah. So yeah, I give him props for you know wanting to to better people's lives in his home country um, because I believe he did lose. Uh, a couple family members at the start of COVID, one being his grandma, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, was pretty devastating to him. So, you know, I, I do give Nurkic props, you know, putting aside his, his you know, sports ego and, you know, looking at, at the life of everybody, you know. So, yes, uh, major, major kudo props to Nurkic for, you know, even going down that avenue. Tim? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have to give something like that props and especially Nurk that you know it obviously hits close to home because like you said he, he lost people right I mean a lot of us have lost people due to COVID and you know it's unfortunate that these unused vaccines are just going to sit on a shelf because nobody wants them because these things do have a shelf life and and you know yeah yeah you got to give you got to give you some props for that I think that's it's a great idea. It's unfortunate that he can't do it, though. Uh, U.S. legislature, you, you got to yeah, change something. I mean, and Nurk himself vaccinated, you know, in March with most of all the trailblazers. You know, they went to the uh, uh, Grand Ron tribe, I believe, because uh, they had extra doses and uh, vaccinated the team. That's yeah. So, uh, that's good to know. Absolutely. Number two, Blazer Ben. I want to know, do you give props to Ennis Cantor for giving back to the community and hosting a youth basketball camp in Philly last weekend? 
yeah man another another kudos another props to you know our, our, our other big boy Ennis you know this is a back-to-back center props for the Portland Trailblazers didn't even realize that one uh, you know one-two punch you know uh, Canners quoted was saying um, he's giving uh, giving back is the most important thing Philly is one of my favorite places to come to it's got a lot of great Turkish food a big Turkish community so I just wanted to come here and give back Cantor said and you know you gotta love it when you see any athlete regardless of their stature in their league giving back to the community uh, it's just something you, you you love to see you know stuff back when we were kids you know when Blazers would come to you know our youth practices and stuff like that just out of the blue oh yeah um, obviously there's a lot more that goes into them now uh, in, in this day and age versus you know just a, a blazer rolling up in their own car just to, just to meet and greet out. yeah how exactly. Steve Smith so <laughs> <laughs> yeah so props to Cantor props to Nurkic just props all around for everybody absolutely I mean I, I give Cantor a big props for that too and you know uh, just to throw in one more quote of his he said the idea was to give Philadelphia youth the opportunity to meet an NBA player and also have different congregations come together to show unity and commonality among groups. I think that's really cool to kind of bridge that gap like that. So big, Absolutely. big props to Cantor. Uh, he's he's going to go down as one of my one of my uh, all time. I, well, I don't want to say all time favorite, but. <laughs> He is one of my favorite Blazers uh, to play here in the Rose City. Personalities. Absolutely. How about favorite, favorite, favorite Blazer personalities? Definitely favorite Blazer personalities. But, Benjamin, yes. that is all I have for you for giving props today. So, big shout-out to you for joining me once again. Uh, shout-out to the Basketball Podcast Network, and especially you, our listeners, our Twitter followers, and our Bucket Busters. You make it so easy to keep stepping up to this mic. And with that... Blazer Ben, see us out, man. That's a wrap for this episode, Blazer fans. Don't forget to rate, follow, and subscribe if you're digging what we're saying. Remember to stay safe out there, Rip City. We'll catch you next time on the Busted Bucket Podcast. Thanks for listening. And a big congrats to the Milwaukee Bucks for winning this year's NBA championship. <laughs>